You're listening to the Farmyard Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? And our Patreon supporters. Episode 40, Garden Planning a Bridge, with host Linda Borgie and guest Farmyard co-founder Marsha Howe. Well, hello there. This is Linda Borgie from Farmyard. You are just one seed away. And actually, you really are just 30 days away, my friends, because today is the beginning of our 30-day Grow It, Don't Mow It campaign. Yepperoni. Within the next 30 days, we're going to cover the four most important categories, right, that are involved in growing anything and in farming your yard. And we're going to dive deep into those areas. Today's podcast is about garden planning and the sun. And I have invited the farmer yard partner, Marcia Howe, to come on as a guest because she farms many yards in very, very unusual spaces and places. And I think it better represents farming your yard than my experience as an urban farmer in the Hudson Valley for 11 years. I mean, my farm was in one place. It was, you know, full sun. Yes, there, there's planning involved, but it's different when you're growing, when you're farming your yard for yourself and for your family, right? So, Marcia, are you there? Hi. Um, hi, Linda. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time today, Marcia. Sure. You know, I just love to do this. I know you do. We both do. We're crazy cuckoo nuts about cocoa bars. I right know, now. right? I know. <laughs> so tell them about all the lovely places that you farm, Marsha. Well, it started when I first got here and I couldn't find food. I'm in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I came from the West Coast. So I had to kind of like, wow, get used to everything. So it was a brand new experience. What they grow here, the the climate here, even the way the sun is just seems so different. And it's very humid. And I came from a more desert area. So it has been a wonderful journey. And, you know, it's just one step at a time. So when I couldn't find food and I knew I needed to for sure get get on it and grow, <laughs> I started a... Um, I started a meetup group to find people that cared about something like that, you know, sustainability, and that well, that was Sustainable Neighbors. It's a meetup group here in Fayetteville, and I met some great people, and we we really collaborate and talk about gardens and help each other, and it's just been wonderful. Well, we were given this opportunity. We were meeting. We had a free meeting place at this museum that has a walking bridge that goes over the 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 freeway here a small freeway yeah that's a four, and, those are those are like four lanes on either side right marcia no um it's it's two to three lanes on each side so it's a it's a busy highway it's not like a side busy road. enough yeah busy enough yeah yeah and it's a walking bridge that goes over it and there's these planters which are the the length of the bridge on each side that are up about um hip level so uh it's, it, they were just filled with sand 
mainly. I mean, that the soil here is really sandy, but it was mainly just sand. And there was some mulch on top, and there were some small crepe myrtles and some bulbs in there. And they just needed somebody to just maintain it. They were happy for us to take it over. So we shifted a few things around in the very back side of this. It's only, it's only about, um, it's about three feet wide, each, each planter. And so we, we just moved some of the bulbs up and we were using the back side of it to grow food. Well, the other interesting part about this project Marcia, was... It's three feet wide by how many feet long? It is a walking bridge that goes over, well, yeah, four four lanes of highway. So I don't know exactly how long that is. Each 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 segment's about there's eight. I call them segments. So there's eight segments that that we grow in that are about um, four. Let's see, that are about six feet each one of them. So six times eight. Yeah. So that's about the length length of each one of these boxes. You're, planters okay eight does that help six by eight yeah well so each each segment i'm growing in is about six feet long and about two feet wide at the most Mm -hmm. and then all the way across the bridge which is six times eight is 48 uh it's more than that yeah it's yeah so I had just have it broken down into the smaller pieces. Sorry, Linda. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. It's just, just imagine four lanes of highway, and this goes. This bridge is a walking bridge that goes over the freeway, and and, and so the, the planter box is one feet wide. And so the planter boxes that that are going, yeah, they're very long going over the freeway, right? And they're about they're about three feet wide, yeah. Three feet wide. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm growing in part of them, or actually I just plugged things in all over it. Now, what's interesting about this project was it was a lot of work in a sense in the beginning, sort of, and I had a, had someone who was helping me in the very beginning. Now I kind of manage it myself, um, though others come now and then, is um, it it's because we had to start with no, the soil wasn't good and I just wanted to do everything organically. So I started a small compost pile in another close location by the bridge. <clears throat> and so I did not bring in any soil except what maybe was with the pot of something that, that was already started. And I did sow some seed a number of times and have been successful, but I had to be kind of choosy about what I was going to sow because I'm not there to water. And this project does not have a water source except for the sky. And being a permaculture, I have a permaculture background and I'm a practitioner for permaculture. I was so excited about this because in permaculture, we just work with what we have and do a lot of observation and figure out what what's going to work best in this space. So since I was learning even the kind of plants here that might be better and all that, it was all new. So those experiments have turned out really well. And, and the bridge, even though it's actually able to grow tomatoes and peppers and things that you normally would in the summer, um, it's mostly a perennial bridge with perennial plants that are edible. Everything I put in is edible. A lot of it is herbs and um, flowers. So we, we've got pollinating, but the flowers are edible. Um, but mostly perennials. But mostly perennials because it's just water. easier. F- 
yes, easier for me to manage yes, too. Yes, because, definitely. Because I go there every couple of weeks, except when it's to start a season, I'll be busy over there getting things in. It'll take a little more time in the beginning. And then I go every two weeks and weed a little and, and harvest a lot, you know. Nice, nice. And, and it's been really awesome. It's one of my favorite places to go. And so there's many things I've observed on that particular project, how the air flows mm. because it's over a freeway. I get lots of sun all day, but I have small crepe myrtles that I can tuck things that don't need, don't want as much sun under. Um, I heavily mulch it with wood chip. So that looks good. But it also helps to hold the moisture. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to grow anything, you know, because I don't, I have to hold the moisture. And I usually plug in plants rather than seed, but I do do a few things by seed and experiment with that. I've done potatoes and sweet potatoes and onions and garlic and, um, oh, it's been so much fun, Linda. So the fun. food is all annual. And uh, so the food, well, the food is annual. I mean, you're not just growing asparagus and horseradish, which are perennial crops. Well, everything. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm doing some annuals, but then, of course, bulbs, all, every, bulbs everything, is everything, everything is edible, though. Yeah, right. right. The bulbs are <clears throat> working for you there. Um, yeah, I still need to. I've been applying um, since last year. I started applying biodiversity dynamic preparations and i did do a little more amending with um with uh, i had the soil doctor help me out evan folds yeah <laughs> he helped me out and he and he did a prescription for my my situation and i added a few more minerals last year which you wouldn't have to do very often and already just with adding those two things i've seen quite a difference plus just the wood chip has been breaking down for over two three years now so that also is helping and then the, i have more i've had more compost to be able to add to different places so i'm kind of just kind of just doing it like that and playing that by ear in some ways um but i noticed with the airflow it's really humid here so things are doing better because they get an airflow and and then i've also noticed um you know, this bridge, because it arcs a little bit, the water is going to run a little bit. So I've had to notice, and I put certain plants up high that, that don't want water to sit with it. And I put, you know, down toward the edges of those bridges, you, you do it. So you, you look at all those things, right? And then when I went and dug this year and found worms... <laughs> guess guess how excited I was because I very very and, very and, and, I, and actually remember this is a cement planter it has no gosh, it's not connected oh, to this it's gosh. not connected to the earth you know oh, oh. and so I actually I, I have lots of worms in my compost bin so I when I as I've been adding that see right some of those worms have ended up in that and so they're doing their thing and then even when I have things seemingly go wrong you know cut something back or pull something out you know I've got a three-year old um kale oh a, my a, gosh. Di a dino kale it looks oh like a little palm it looks like a little palm tree oh. it makes it through every winter i'm still harvesting in the winter i mean it's so much fun so much I, fun. Know, I always I, I can eat every season off that bridge at least something Isn't because some of those herbs are still there too yeah so what i'm hearing over and over again from you 
is key, something that's very key to garden planning, to planning your yard farm, is honing in on the skill of observation. Absolutely. Right? So Mm -hmm. just observing the space where you feel that farm, that yard farm, that garden, that spot where you are going to grow food where it's right. Now, after that, how does the sun get, how does the sun come to play? So, you know, when I came to the East Coast too, it was different because the way the sun travels in the West over where I lived was really on a grid. Here, roads roads are not on a grid. Everything is like off. So, so even I had to really observe to see the pattern of the sun. But because this is really exposed here, pretty much. Um, I, yeah, and I, I really only have to worry about, um, and not worry, but just, just, I have those, that little bit of tree cover, they're miniature, these, these crepe myrtles, but I just, I have that, that I can, you know, tuck some things under if I need to, but otherwise we get pretty much that um, six to eight hours of sun, which is really important. But you're also growing in places that are very shady. Um, I have like at I the base had, of your stairs, you know, the right, stairs would, to the I, left. Yeah, yeah. I would say this is the worst place, but yeah, because I I do grow food at my apartment. I live in a little tree house in in this uh, house behind a house, and I can put pots out, but I have to actually move the pots around outside to follow the the track of the sun at different times. And, and then I can only grow a few things and they have to like shade. You know, what I found out is that there's things here that are edible that I didn't even know about before, right? That we can eat that love the shade. So getting to know, you know, you can just actually, when I walk the neighborhood, I look and see what people are growing and what kind of plants and get ideas, you know, what, what, what what's working well in other people's shade because we have a lot of shade in this neighborhood. Mm. So, yeah, observation again, you know, learning from what's already there that's worked for people for years, right? And that saves you energy. <laughs> definitely. And I, um, I know that we're going to have a really good link to a, um, to a handout come Thursday or Friday of this week. That's going to actually give you directions on angles and the sun and the building. Mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know, so if you're the if you're the type of person that is is very detailed in that area, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have that there for you. But just observing the size of a tree, you know, where does the sun rise? Where does it set? Right. You know, and uh, yes, the angle is going to be different. In the summer, it's mm-hmm. going to rise, 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 and then it's going to start to fall, fall, fall. You know, right. but but generally speaking, we want that six to eight hours if we're going to be growing vegetables. When I was in Beaufort, South Carolina, what I did was I took landscapers chalk and um, a hot dog mustard container. You know, the mustard containers, and I cut it down really low so that I could make a line. And I'd I'd make a line as soon as the sun hit the grass. And I'd what was write, in your what what was in your mustard container? Uh, lime, lime. Okay. Yes, landscapers lime. Oh, okay. you know, that they mark with you know the lime. 
Cool. Yeah, the white. So it will come out like white, you know, powdered sugar. Nice. And, and I would make a, I would actually draw the sun, you know, the sunspot on the ground. And the first, the first one was nine or eight o'clock, you know, as soon as it first started to, to get yeah. on the, the, where I wanted to grow food or whatever, because I lived in a very shady place as well. So this way I could just mark that sun, the movement of that sun. So I would know that the sun would end up here and start there just by drawing it. Uh, drawing uh, on the ground and observing. I, observing is I, so important. Wow, I like that. I I've just sat, which is kind of nice. Sit with a cup of cup of whatever you like to drink and um, just do a little observing early and and I map it out. I just I just take my paper and and put the time and then and then would do that in in like I had to kind of do that at this one yard it just had a couple boxes we were trying to figure out and then one part I wanted that extra shade you know because later in the day it gets more shade and that's where I put the lettuces that just don't grow here very well we don't grow this very long right so so I just did that way but I like I like the drawing part with that that's awesome Linda yeah, it's a really easy, easy way to do it, you know, and I've done it that way for years and a little bit of lime amongst friends, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and especially here, we're, we're so, we we lose our lime. Yeah, people add a lot of lime here pretty often because we the, the water just, it just drains right through the soil and we lose a lot of it, so. Wow. It wouldn't hurt us to have extra lime. Right, right. Not at all. Well, I think we did good, Marsha, for okay. ki- kicking off our campaign. Because Great. all we really want them to do is to grow it and not mow it. Right, Marsh? That's it. Really? That's yeah. all. We, that's why we, if you guys, if everyone just started growing food everywhere, Marsha and I think we'd go to the beach for a day, don't you think, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would take right. a day off. A day or two. Well, thanks, honey. Thanks again for uh, stopping by and spending this time with us, Marsha. Thank you for all you're doing, Linda. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I know you enjoyed it because you are on the road to farming your yard. And this is the 30 days that you're going to get lots of information delivered to you in different modalities. Not everyone learns the same. So we want to go across the spectrums with video and audio and, you know, just downright uh, happiness. You know, we want we want you to know that farming your yard, you're going to get an awful lot out of it. There's an awful lot of joy in those, those tomatoes popping in your mouth, let me tell you. So thank you very much to our Patreon supporters. How that could we do it without you? We just could not do it without you. Once again, I will see you on the flip side. And until then, go farm that yard. This podcast is community supported. We thank everyone for tuning in and a special thank you goes out to all our Patreon supporters. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe and share. You can help support us through Farm Yard, all one word, on patreon.com.